For Pride Month, which was in June, one of our listeners, Chrissy, set up a fundraiser for Point Foundation, but she's planning to go ahead and leave it up for the rest of 2021. So please join in and donate if you can. The Point Foundation helps LGBTQ plus students achieve their goals of higher education with financial assistance, mentoring, leadership programming, and more. Your generosity helps Point provide scholarships and vital programs to a new generation of LGBTQ plus leaders. If you'd like to donate, go to our Instagram, Who's the Boss Podcast, and the link is in our bio. It's listed as Chrissy's Pride Foundation. You and me? Why? <laughs> why? Well, why? Uh, why not? I mean, a woman like you deserves a night out on the town. <laughs> you mean a date? Uh, yeah, a date. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, because because we've never done anything like that before. Oh, yes, we have. Don't you remember? Jonathan fixed this up at that restaurant, Chez Renee. Yeah, well, th that was a misunderstanding. Well, what about last year's ad awards? Well, that was business. Um, what about the time we went to see 101 Dalmatians? That was a cartoon. Uh, what about the time... All right, fine, fine. Let's not go out on a date. We've been out on millions of dates. Well, we never have been out on a date date so you want to go or what hello welcome back to hey yo oh hey the who's the boss podcast i'm tori i'm kevin and we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of who's the boss i'm gonna apologize in advance you're gonna have to bear with yeah, us mul today multi multiple problems <laughs> <laughs> so we, I had to, I got a new computer and I can't use GarageBand anymore. So I'm trying to record this on Audacity now. And there's just been a bit of a learning curve and different inputs and latency issues and mm. all sorts of garbage that I don't know anything about. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the first problem. Yeah. And our neighbors are having a really loud party, which you're probably going to hear. Um, yeah. And our, our cats just the general asshole that he normally is so but we're we're gonna pull this together because it's it's 10 o'clock and we're gonna do this on a sunday night yeah but at least we don't have to work tomorrow which is no, nice i know like okay. apparently our neighbors got that memo too right yeah and that if, there's no work tomorrow if we stop and start this i don't even i don't even know how that's gonna work so let's try to not have to stop that okay. much all right then i probably won't talk much <laughs> Okay, but I do want to play a voicemail because we got a voicemail. And I would play AV saying, we got a voicemail. But I don't know where that file is. Yeah, and we so what, we're not going to be happening. able to do that. So okay. here's the voicemail. Hi, guys. My name is Renata. I am from Mexicali, Mexico. Well, I started watching Who's the Boss like four weeks ago. I know that it existed, though, because in Mexico, we did have our very own adaptation back in the 90s. It was exactly the same, but with Mexican actors. And I really loved it very much back then. But I had never watched the original one. Well, I did. I started watching it four weeks ago, and I finished the whole thing like in two weeks. I was so obsessed, I couldn't believe how good it was. So I was really depressed when it was over. So I decided to rewatch from scratch, and that's when I found your podcast, which has been a great help because every time I watch an episode, again, because I'm watching for the, for the second time right now, I listen to your podcast, and I'm like, whoa, I'm discovering things that I didn't notice when I 
watch the episode. So I want I want to thank you for doing this. Um, I'm a big fan of the show, a big fan of Judith Light, especially. I love her acting, and well, Tony Danza was very cute as well. So thank you so much, guys, and I'll keep listening from Mexico. Bye. Thank you, Renata, so much. That especially right now when I'm in such a horrible. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so great to hear that people um, are in, and then she's in Mexico. That's she not is. Awesome. She's on, she's close to the border of California. Yeah. So like really Mexicali only is um, four hours away. And it's like north of um, north of her is Calexico, which is in California. But mm-hmm. like it's literally she's I don't know where she is in Mexicali, but she's pretty close to the border. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you found us. And that yeah, that's great. You're enjoying our ridiculous little commentary on this show. And I'm excited that it's another new person that has found the show. That's right. And watched it because, you know, I, you know, if they're going to do this reboot, we need to get more people on board, more new watchers on board list, right. uh, watching. So thank you. And I, um, I got your question on the YouTube channel and I will answer it as soon as we're done <laughs> with this podcast. Yeah. I know you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, so the episode we're going to cover today is season five, episode 15. The title is called First Date. It first aired on Tuesday, February 21st, 1989. And the TV Guide summary says, when Tony discovers that Angela hired an escort for a business dinner, he asks her out on their first real date. All right, what's your... Oh, my, yeah. All right, so uh, Mona feels both offended as dating role model and as a failure as mother. Sorry, I'm just reading the words. Finding out Angela took an escort to an awards event. After hearing the frustrating story of her disastrous prom date from both ladies, Tony reluctantly accepts to ask her on a real date as opposed to several accidental ones. That's it. Oh, that's it? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's over with. I'm sorry. I should have warned you. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. kind of reluctant. He is. I have mixed feelings about this episode. Oh, all right. Well, let's... Let's let's talk about the uh, the writer. So the writer is Daniel Palladino. Mm -hmm. This is his first episode. Do you remember when we talked to Judith Light... And she said that the creators of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel wrote for the show. Yes. And I was like, oh, that must be later seasons because I don't think we're there yet. Well, we're there now. We're there. Yeah, this is his first episode, first date. When we talked to her, we were in like season two or something. Yeah, I think so. So Daniel Palladino and his wife, Amy Sherman Palladino, I believe, created The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Wow. Yeah, so he is still working today. I actually... So he says he's the producer for it, but it says 2017 to 2019. So I believe they've shot more past 2019. So maybe they're not working on it anymore. Oh, maybe. Also, the Gilmore Girls, Family Guy. Okay, wow. Yeah, lots of stuff. Roseanne. Lots of credits. The Sinbad Show. Yeah. Okay, so this is his first episode of one, two, three, four. Like 10 episodes oh. as a writer on Who's the Boss. He will go oh, almost right, so we'll to the end. for a while. Yeah. Okay, now when this episode opens, Angela is coming home from a date. We don't really know anything about the date. She right, just walks right. in. They're very formally dressed. She's joking with the guy like, oh, could you believe how long that speech went? They're having a good time. He's in a tux. He helps her take her jacket off. 
And then Angela notices that her mother's sitting on the couch. Of course, Mona, again, (laughs) just hanging out in the house. Yeah, I mean, why not? Go away, go home. Because it's not like she has to babysit at this point. The right, kids just go home. Are older. Samantha's Live your life. <laughs> go to your little backyard apartment and have all the sex you're always bragging about. Right, where are those people? And Angela's like, oh, mother, you're here. And Mona says, yes, here. I'm, he- I'm here quite a lot, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. She's like, it's kind of like home to me. So she asks Angela, how was the awards ceremony? And Angela says she was a runner-up in one category, and then Mona looks at the man standing behind her and said, did the winner get twins? Mm. Now, this guy is very handsome. Right. And Mona's obviously impressed. So then he ha- holds his hand out to her and he says, you know, um, my name is Bart. Nice to meet you. But Angela's trying to move this along quickly because she wants to get this guy out of the house now. Right. He thanks her for a very special evening. She thanks him. And then before he goes to leave, he says, you know, there's just one thing that we need to, I, I need to ask you first. And she's like, oh, sure. And he says, how would you like to pay for this? Right. Then he pulls out <laughs> what I'm guessing is one of those old credit card right, machines. Right, like a carbon like, copy yeah, credit card machine. Yeah, you put the machine. card down and then you like, back, run it back and forth. <laughs> so, and then it produces a carbon copy for her and for him. Yes. So he walked around with that as All his night. like Venmo. That was Venmo that was or Venmo. PayPal back yeah, then. Guess, Squarespace. Yeah. He didn't have the little... Squarespace. <laughs> the little... Um, the hell is Squarespace? I don't even know what that is. Oh, I think that's another business thing, isn't it? I thought it was Foursquare. Oh, maybe Foursquare. Maybe Squarespace is how you make a website easy. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Not like we have sponsors. I've never heard so of Foursquare. I mean, Square. You just said Squ- Foursquare. I meant Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Maybe it's uh, maybe that's what it is. But you know, like when you go to arts and crafts fairs and they have a the little dongle that they put into their phone yeah. and then you swipe your card. Yeah, that's Foursquare. Okay, so that's what I was. That's what I was referencing. Oh, that's Squarespace. But no, back then he had to carry this around all night. Get her card, take a little carbon copy. And then I guess submit it afterwards. I don't yeah, even know what you did they with run, that. They afterwards. run the card at wherever. I don't know how oh. you ran cards back then. Yeah. There was no interwebs. I know. So. Like I remember having it done. Like one of the first times well, I yeah, used I a credit card, like but a, I just don't remember how how it actually know. worked. Okay. Right. <laughs> so now Mona's like, "Wait, what?" And Angela says, "Oh, why don't you just send me the bill?" Right. And she ushers him out the door. Right, so he's like, out. okay, well, thank you. You know, it was a really great time. Nice night. See you later. So as soon as he leaves, Mona is like, she, Angela knows she's in for it. And Mona's just staring at her. I know. Like, she cannot believe Mona shouldn't happened. have been in the house, though. In all honesty. <laughs> no. Like, what are you doing? And Angela says, oh, Mona says, I'm shocked. And then Angela says, oh, mother, single women executives hire escorts all the time. Is that really i don't know so i, I had, maybe what i had never know? actually heard of and I, I mean i don't know much about escorts but my thought is that normally it's someone that you hire for sex i did not realize that there would be any kind of business for hiring an escort without sex like just for a date but maybe that is a real thing I've never actually heard I of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I guess, I mean, it doesn't matter because they needed it for this plot point. So I'm sure it's happened at some point. Like, maybe women really are just asking men to go out on a date with them for these kind of appearances. 
and not like a, but Angela said, you know, like she could have asked, I don't know, Jack or somebody at the office, but she says everyone was busy. So, okay. She says, yes, everybody, (laughs) people hire um, escorts all the time. Then Mona says, I'm not shocked that you did it. I'm shocked that you got gypped, which I think we realized we shouldn't say anymore, right? No, I think, um, I think it's okay. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, and, I think it's not bad. Like, I thought it was, but oh, it's okay, not. Oh, okay, but it's not. If you she look up, says, if you pay for a car wash, you don't leave before the buff and polish. So basically, Mona's saying. You should have should have yeah, continued. Why didn't you get your sex out of this escort right. date? <laughs> and Angela says, I didn't hire him for a buff and polish. And Angela, I mean, I do feel like Angela's, you know, she's got a good open mind on her as far as coming when it comes to sex and stuff it doesn't seem like a prude but having sex with a escort i think is even too out there for angela not to mention that it's technically illegal (laughs) but i'm guessing that this whole escort service if you're not having sex isn't illegal because otherwise i don't think angela would have done it right so angela says listen everybody was busy including tony and i was not going to go to this thing by myself and Mona's like, you know, okay, I get it, but I just really would love to see you on a date with a real person, like for real. So again, establishing that Angela hasn't dated in a while, in addition to Tony, who we already know hasn't dated in a while. And Angela's like, you know, I've just been so busy, I don't have time to meet men. And Mona says, tell me about it. Your bedroom could be turned into a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, I'm perfectly comfortable with my life. But it's not like Angela's just going to have a string of men going up to her bedroom in the well, same not across Mona. the hall from where her son sleeps. Right. Yes. And Tony's daughter and Tony, for that matter. But Angela says, you know, I am perfectly comfortable with my life just the way it is. And if you tell anyone about this, I will make an orphan out of myself. <laughs> mm. And just then Tony walks in the door. So I guess Tony couldn't go. Because he must have been studying for a big test. Oh, right. Oh, right. he's got his books Tony's in his in hands. College, I forget. Yes. He's in college and he's got his little books in his hand and mm-hmm. he looks like he was studying. He asks how they were going. How He asks her how the awards um, banquet was. And she's like, oh, it was fine. And then she starts trying to quickly cover like, oh, I took a, um, a an associate of mine, a terrific guy named Brad. Right. And Mona says, Bart. Right. She doesn't <laughs> even remember the name. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like her and... Bart were having a nice time. They were, you know, joking and stuff on the way home. You would think she would have remembered his name. Right. But but they had to get that joke in. And um, so she's like, oh, you know, he, he, he likes it when I call him Brad. Okay, well, good night. <laughs> and she right. runs upstairs. And Tony's like, what's with her? And Mona says, I can't tell you, but... If you were to guess, <laughs> you know, I, I would I would let you know if you're a right or not. And so Tony's like, what? And he, before he can even ask or try to attempt to guess, she just blurts out, Angela paid a man to take her out tonight. And then Tony's like, wow, I worded that perfectly because I got it right. <laughs> right. He didn't even ask no. anything. Mona says, my own daughter having to hire an escort. And Tony kind of can't believe it either. He says, you know, Angela's so funny. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's beautiful. Mm. I think he said something twice <laughs> yeah. there. Mona says, you said, you said beautiful twice. And he says, well, she's two times as beautiful. Mm. And nice. he, <laughs> he says, you know, what I mean is any man would be proud to take her out. And Mona's like, if she could find a man. 
really laying it on thick here. <laughs> um, and even Tony's like, "Isn't it, it's a little strong?" And Mona's like, "You know, when the when the escort left, she was trying to be really cavalier about it, but I knew that underneath that facade, she was hurt." And then now Tony's like, "Well, what can we do to make her feel better?" So Mona decides that Angela would feel better if she could restore her self-esteem by going out on a date with an attractive man, with a man who thinks that she is attractive as well. And then Mona's all like getting up into Tony's face. You, you got to give Mona credit. She's trying. We're, we are five seasons I in know. and she's still trying to get them together. Yeah. Okay. So let's. She never gives up. Let's rewind here a bit. Okay. Yeah. So they, this is five years in now. They've been living together. Right. The two of them have already admitted to themselves, possibly each other, in a roundabout way that they are in love with each other or have strong feelings for each sure. other. Sure. And it's like Tony has never thought of going on a date with Angela. Right, like it's so new. <laughs> right. Hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. What are you saying here? So. Like he had to be talked into it. Yes, it's very odd. And I also. I feel like they were sort of like, okay, we need to we need to get these two on a date. So how are we going to do this in the least romantic way possible? Oh, okay, I know how we'll do it. We'll just have it set up as like under false pretenses kind of date. Oh, he's got to ruin it. So he now Tony's on to her, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. And she's like, no, it's a perfect idea. You're strong, you're comforting, you're attractive, and you're hallway close. I like that one, hallway yeah. close. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know, you know, me and Angela on a date? And he's like, well, we're friends. But some friends date. But then if we date, are we still friends? And he's just kind of mumbling to himself <laughs> at this point. The Mona's like, uh, you want me to leave you alone so that you can have this conversation with yourself? <laughs> but then Tony decides he's going to do it. He says, all right, I'll, I'll, t- I'll ask her out. He's like, I'm going to give her a night to remember. And then Mona says, at least take her out to dinner first. <laughs> Classic Mona. And he like chases her out of the living room now the next morning the kids are in the kitchen having breakfast tony comes in he's got a little pep in his step because someone just gave him this novel idea of asking the woman he's lived with for five years out on a date (laughs) which he's never thought of before (laughs) and he asks the kids are is angela down yet they're like no not yet and sam wants to know what's up he's like oh nothing and he says i'll tell you later and sam says okay tell me after you ask angela out so he's like, wait a minute, how do you know? And Jonathan says, Grandma woke us up last night to tell us. Hey, why? Why insane Mona running upstairs, waking them out of their sleep at night to tell yes, them this? each individually. She's so excited. To say your dad's going to ask, uh, and or Angela, or, or Tony's going to ask your mom out. That's now, just fun. then, Angela comes in the kitchen, and she's been out on a run. So she's uh, like, you know what? I, I was wondering where she was coming from, and I didn't really question it. <laughs> but again, book. the hair's messy. Well, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, I should have figured that. The hair, I know. Like, we don't know. We don't really know Angela to Plus, run Plus, who the runs in that? I mean, I was know. The, the shirt, it's a collared shirt, long sleeve shirt. <laughs> I know, but that was That's probably what like threw me off. the 80s sweatsuit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then Jonathan's like, okay, Tony, go ahead. I dare you. Which is also kind of weird for Jonathan because we know Jonathan wants the two of them to get together too. Right. But I feel like they just don't know what, how to write Jonathan at this point. Um, 
<laughs> and Sam's like, oh, grow up, you know, let's go. So she gets him, she gets Jonathan out of the kitchen so that they can be alone. And she says to Jonathan, can't you be more mature about this? And then she gives them kind of like googly eyes as she leaves and points to him. And Angela has no idea what's going on. No. She's like, what, what's with them? And Tony's like, oh, you know, kids. <laughs> so then he says to Angela, you look especially, especially pretty this morning. He said, How, well, your hair looks nice. What did you do to it? And she says, I sweated on it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not at all catching the, his, his points here. And so then he asks Angela, would you like to go out tonight? He gets right to the point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why yeah. waste time? Now, we know it's been a while since Tony's asked anyone out on a date. And it's obviously been a while since Angela's been on one. So the two of them are rusty. And... She says, oh, yes, that sounds great. Why don't we go to the new Mexican place? And she says, why don't we all go? And he's like, oh, what do you mean all of us? And she's like, you know, me, you, mother, and the kids. And then Tony's like, okay, well, we could do that. Or maybe we could go without them, and it could just be you and me. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, because, do you not have this part? I don't. That's why I'm watching yours. I just realized I don't have it. Oh, okay. It goes right into, remember, Jonathan fixed this up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, yeah. So she, the first time she says, why? And he's like, well, because, you know, you deserve to go out on a date. And that's not something that, um, you deserve a night out on the town. Yeah, night on the town. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, you mean a date? And he says, yeah. And she says, why? And he's like, well, because we never, we've never done anything like that before. And then this is where it picks up. Okay, yeah. And she says, yes, we have. Don't you remember when Jonathan fixed us up at that restaurant? We went to Chez Renee. And Tony says, yeah, well, that, that was a misunderstanding. And she says, okay, well, last year we went to the awards, at awards together. He says, well, that was business. And then she says, remember that time we went to 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> now, what's funny about this is two out of three of those... I think we've seen because 101 Dalmatians is the episode when he moves out and then he moves back and he says at the end, 101 Dalmatians is still playing at the theater. Do you want to go? Oh, okay. And we've seen the episode where Jonathan set them up on the the date. Shea Renee, the fancy place. Now, unless they're talking about the Ad Awards being the time that Rita Wilson won, I don't think we've seen that because I feel like that was much longer ago than her saying the Ad Awards last year. Um, but I thought that was interesting that they actually called back to three times, two that out of which we've happened. actually seen. Yeah, yeah, that we've actually seen. Yeah. And then Angela's like, well, okay, you know, we actually, oh, so I, Tony's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, f- whatever. Then we've been on plenty of dates. Let's not go on a date. And then Angela realizes what's happening. And she's like, oh, well, you know, we've never actually been out on a date date. So, okay. <laughs> and at this point, he's just kind of annoyed with her. And he's like, okay, great. Thank you. So they're, they're looking, they seem like nervous around each other. And Angela says, you know, it's just, it's just us. It's me and you. Like there's, this is no big deal. And then they both kind of look off screen as if this is a big deal. Yeah. So they're nervous. Now we're to the night of the date. Tony's pacing because Angela's not downstairs yet. And he's like, ah, she's taken forever. And Jonathan's like, ah, you know how women are. I know. What does he know? (laughs) Then he asks Jonathan, how does this tie work with the jacket? And he's like, ah, you look great. Don't worry about it. He's like, you're too nervous. I think he's wearing one of Jonathan's ties. I know. That tie really is small and just like awkward. I know. Why is it so small? I don't know. Like a little child tie. (laughs) 
And Jonathan says, I know you haven't dated in a while. So it's good they're actually referencing the fact that Tony hasn't dated in a while. And he says, let me give you a little advice. Like, Jonathan knows anything about women. Again. He says, I have this great move for putting your arm around a girl. And he does the stretch and the lean, and he puts his arm on Tony's shoulder. That's such a lame move. It's old. <laughs> but it's a tired move. <laughs> but Jonathan's only 12. Yeah, I guess so. What moves do you think he's supposed to have? And... Tony says, has that actually worked on a girl before? And he says that it did work on some girl in science class, but she was still under the effects of ether. Wendy Fisher. Wendy Fisher? Okay. That's what the name said. I don't know. That's like a little rapey. It's a light rapey joke. It is. I, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, but that joke would not fly now. Like, did he, did he um, give her the ether? And then put his... I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing she was passed out from some sort of science project, science project and he took yeah. the opportunity to put his arm around Yeah, either way, it's not good. <laughs> right, no. It's worse if he gave it to her, but still not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a joke we'd hear on TV today. Now, upstairs, Angela is getting ready with Samantha and Mona in her bedroom. The shoulder pads. This is like... Oh, God. This is like 8 out of 10 on okay, the scale on. of 1 to 10. Let's look around this room a bit. So, right. I think... Pretty much everything's the same. The The canopy on the bed's been gone for a while. Right. But the yeah. furniture is back to the where, layout. yeah, the original layout, not the layout. Right, yeah. Just yes. the original layout without the canopy. Right, yes. Where the bathroom's on that side and the dresser's there. They have this addition of like a makeup, a vanity that I don't know that we have seen before. Oh, okay. But that's going to stay there because I remember seeing that in like a season eight episode. So Angela comes out, yes, and her, this dress is pretty. It's just out of, it's, the, the it's shoulder just, pads, I don't, yeah, it's they just a seriously lot of look like she's wearing a football player's shoulder pads. <laughs> They're so big. Yes, and there's a lot going on on the that waist was the look, part. But my gosh. Yeah. And Samantha's wearing something that looks like the open to the Saved by the Bell show. <laughs> yes, it does. What is happening with that <laughs> vest or jacket? It is very colorful. It is. It's 80s. It's totally 80s. But this is really cute because they're both in there like helping her get ready for this date. And... Time ruining your special moment here. No, no, you're not at all. (laughs) Um, But like, that's the thing with this episode that I have such a hard time with. Like, you would think that this would be pretty monumental for them. Right. And it's kind of just weird (laughs) and then never talked about again like you would think that the kids i mean the kids are obviously excited that the two of them are going out because they have way more invested in this than we probably realize you know if you too apparently yes yeah definitely but like if you're a kid and this is the woman that you consider to be your mom and this is the guy that you consider to be your dad and now there's a chance that they could really get married and you guys could be a real family i think you would really be like excited about that and i feel like the kids are but this whole episode is just dealt with in such a casual way that it's very odd okay I so know, but they can't be all too serious because i know because they know we're, they're we're not gonna getting drag- together and we gotta wait two yeah, more three more seasons we're only doing this as a plot device and it's not actually going to really move them forward so angela comes out wearing the dress she's like how do i look they're telling her you look fantastic and Mona's like, it's just as nice as the other six you tried on. <laughs> so Angela's really trying to, um, you know, impress Tony. And she's like, I can't wear this. He's seen it. And Samantha says, he's seen you in everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then Mona says, what he hasn't seen you in, he's rinsed by hand. <laughs> Which oh is God. fantastic. And true. Like, he has seen her in everything, considering all of, all of her pajamas and her bathrobes. And the only stuff he hasn't seen her in is her underwear, right. which he has to wash anyway. Right. So she's like, okay, no, this isn't going to do. I'm going. I'm going to go change. And then she says to Samantha, go downstairs and tell your dad I'll be right there. And she's like, no, because I'm not going to lie to him. <laughs> and Angela's like, just try. So she says, okay, oh, hang on. There's a super creepy doll in the corner of Angela's bedroom here. Oh, my closed captioning's in the way. Shoot. Did you see I it? I saw it, yeah. Yeah, it's like a ghost doll. Yeah. yeah that's like way creepy. What nightmares are made of. <laughs> I feel um, like it used to be a Raggedy Ann or something. Not that creepy. But it's very fitting for Angela. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like, well, keep playing yours, and I want to see what happens. Okay. I feel like I'm missing something else again. Yeah, I think you are. So Samantha's like, okay, I'll go downstairs, tell Dad you're getting ready. And she leaves. So now we have, uh, <laughs> we've gotten yeah, rid of the child of so we can have a bit of the adult joke. Wait a minute, you don't have oh, wait. this? No, I do, I okay. do. I think I, I like, just, you... you know what it is that, I never mind, go ahead. <laughs> okay. The, my thing like skips ahead sometimes. Oh, okay. DVR. Um, Mona so, asks yeah. Angela, where is he taking you? And she says, I don't know, you know, he's being very mysterious. It's probably just someplace very quaint and romantic yeah okay so so angela has her hopes up about this evening as well and she says to mona i just can't help but wonder like is this going to be leading to something is this going to be something it's it's not Mm, i know i got bad news (laughs) and mona's like stop trying to overthink everything and just let it happen and then be just as disappointed as the rest of us right exactly and angel's like oh you know and then maybe it's leading to nothing now you now you're talking right. that's what yes nothing is where we're leading so they decide that they're going to stop analyzing this and they're just angela's going to have a good time so as she gets ready to leave mona says hang on you don't want to walk out the door with one of these without one, without of, these. one of these yeah and she tosses her what looks to be a square packet mm-hmm. with something in it yeah and the audience just, like, it took them a while. Like, Judith I had to wait a while before she said her next line because the audience was laughing pretty hard. So she catches whatever it is in her hand, and she looks down, and then she says, a wash and dry? <laughs> <laughs> not what you think it is. No, it's not at all what we thought it was going to be. And Mona says, what did you think it was going to be? And Angela says, let's not analyze this. I like that she thinks, I mean, and it's completely in character for Mona to have just handed her daughter a condom yeah. that she was going to use, what, in the car when I, she's 39 I no years idea. old? I don't <laughs> Right. Like, what is she, why does she need to carry it around? Right. Or maybe she was hoping that she would just bring it back to the bedroom. Yeah, the hope is that it's going to go down upstairs, right. so you better keep it there. Yeah, just leave it on the nightstand. Now, Mona comes down, the stand, no one's having sex in that room. Mona's coming down the stairs... And she introduces Angela. So they really are making a big deal out of this. I know. As if it's really going to lead to something. Angela comes down and she does a little twirl. And then Mona says, don't milk it, dear. Because you only get Mona to be nice to you for like 20 seconds out of every minute. So Tony says, you look beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) And Angela says, should we go? And he's like, oh, hang on, hang on. One minute. And this part's really cute. Like, 
here is the Tony, I think, that uh, set up her prom night, you know, and right, does right, all right. these sweet things for Angela. He runs outside and then he knocks on the door. And she's like, oh, she sees what he's doing. So she's like, who is it? And she opens the door and now he's standing there with some flowers. That was very cute. You see, yes. He started strong and it goes Sm- downhill. Smooth. Yeah. So then she lets him in the door and she thinks it's very sweet that he has uh, flowers. He tells her, you have such a lovely home. (laughs) It's so clean. (laughs) And then Angela's like, okay, well, should we go? And then he looks over and he's like, wait a minute. You didn't tell me you had children. And they, they, he's like, I guess I could learn to love them. And then Mona and the kids yell for them to leave already. Get out of here. Go. All right, now let's clock this date. So, They've now left. They're on their way. Right. The next scene we see is them getting to a comedy club. Now, okay. I mean, I can see Tony maybe trying to do something different. You know, like I, 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 he gets an E for effort for planning something that he thinks is going to be interesting. Yeah. That's what I think. But I do think it's, it's, he's got to know Angela better than this. Like he has to know that this wasn't what she was probably expecting was going to happen. So they get to a comedy club, and he's like, I hear that this place is such a great time. Even the waiters are funny. And then he says, is there something wrong? And she's like, oh, no, I just, you know, I wasn't really expecting a comedy club. And he's like, well, are you disappointed? And she's like, no, no, it'll be fun. This will be fun. No, she's disappointed. Yes, exactly. So a waitress comes by, and Tony says, can you get us a table up front? Because this is a special night for us. And the waitress says. Some cash. I don't know what he gives her. Oh, yeah, you're right. The waitress says, then what are you doing here? But he thinks this is all part of the bit. So he's laughing. He thinks she's hilarious. But she's not joking. Oh, hang on. You know what I forgot to do earlier? What? I forgot to say who played Bart. One. But also, okay, so this actress is Bettina Devon. Yeah. And she is still working today. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I looked her up earlier, 2021, too. she has like one, two, three things oh, nice. coming out. Oh, good. And I can't, I mean, nothing that I really, like, would recognize her from, but still yeah. working. I don't think and I then I anything. forgot that, um, so Bart is Marshall R. Teague, and he is also still working today. He's got a few things coming out also in pre-production and then there is some stuff that people may recognize him from 49 episodes of a show called american heiress um he was in walk i don't i don't know it was 2007 Hmm. he was in walker texas ranger babylon 5 so i don't recognize him but i think that people probably would recognize him days of our lives generations so a few things okay so she brings them over to a table right up front. And Tony's already laughing. He thinks that the joke about her thinking that they shouldn't be there is hysterical. He's laughing all the way to the table. <laughs> so he's excited that they're right in front of the stage. And he says, nothing's too good for our first date. So they put their coats down. They sit down. And Angela's arm gets stuck to the table. I so know. I guess. So gross. Yes. I guess this is the joke that not only is this a comedy club, but it's like a divey comedy club. And where they don't clean the tables. Yeah. So he's like, so far, so good, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I could stay like this all night. And he's like, oh. And then she's like, no, my arm is stuck to the table. (laughs) So she's like, but don't worry. I'm prepared. 
and she gets out a wash and dry and then cleans the table off. Yeah. So we get the call back to the wash and dry pretty yep. early in the date here. Yeah, it's gone yeah. already. Yeah. Thank God she had it. <laughs> and she like so daintily wipes up the mess on the table. So then Tony asks her how work is and she's like, hey, you know what, Tony, since this is a date, you know, let's try to not talk about work. Let's try to not talk about kids and let's try to not talk about school. Well, here's the problem with Tony and Angela at this point. They're already married, whether they realize it or not. Right. And when you go out on a date as a married couple, you don't have anything else to talk about. No, yeah, that's sad. Right? I mean, we always end up talking about the kids, even if we try not to. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort and drinks to get to <laughs> a place to get to where you can find about. conversation at this point that you don't have, haven't already talked about 600 times. True. What, Miles? So he's like, okay, great, perfect. No kids, no school, no work. And Angela says, I'm sure there's a, a ton of things that we, ha- we need to discover about ourselves. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've never told you the funny story about me and Joe Garagiola. Garagiola, I think. I think you're right. <laughs> and then Angela says, no, you haven't. You've told me the story about how you stepped on his foot, but what's the funny one? <laughs> uh, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, that, that actually was Never the mind. story. So then they're like, okay. And Angela says, I bet you don't know what my middle name is. And he says, it's Catherine. And yeah. she says, I bet you don't know why it's Catherine. He says, it was your maternal grandmother's name. Middle name, yeah. Then she says, okay, what's my favorite color, favorite author, favorite Beatles song, and favorite color? And he knows them all. Jane Austen, Hey Jude, and Green. He even knows the shade, which is emerald. Wow. Yeah. So then she says, so now now she digs deep. She's like, okay, when I was seven years old, our gardener, he says, Ben, gave me a kitten, little black Persian, one eye crossed. (laughs) And she says, what was the name of, and he says, little whiskers. And she says, the gardener's wife. And he says, Ben never married. Wow, he knows a lot. He knows it all. So they really do know everything about each other at this point. And she says, wow. Oh, he says, wow. This is scary. Wow. And she says, yeah, but it's also kind of nice. And he's like, yeah, but it's still scary. So then just then, a little drum drummer plays like a small rift, and a guy comes running out onto the stage. Yeah. And the sign lights up behind him that says, gut busters. He introduces himself as... Andy Drake. And Tony is already laughing. All the guy does is come out and introduce himself. And yeah. Tony just starts hysterically laughing for absolutely no really reason. <laughs> yeah. And this is where things really start to go downhill for Tony. So this actor's name is Tom Villard. And yeah, so I was I I had no idea, but you discovered that he has passed away. Yes. Yep. Passed away in at 90. forty years old in nineteen ninety four, and he has a very recognizable face. Like I he remember. Did, well, him. I remember him. Like in, um, uh, I remember my girl shakes the clown. He's in, which I remember him, and um, one crazy summer, I totally remember him. And so I know I remember that movie, but I don't remember him. I mean, I remember. I'm sure if I saw him, I would recognize who he played in that. He was also in an episode of Taxi. And he was in Greece too, which I love, which is the oh yeah, the lesser known Greece, the lesser known. 
That's what we'll refer to it as, the lesser-known Grease. With the uh, well-known Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, and, an epi- and um, the movie My Girl and a couple episodes of, of Golden Girls. But yes, yeah, so he died in 1994 at the age of 40. It's very sad. So he introduces himself. Tony's already laughing. Then he says, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this is a very special night for me because right before I came out here, I signed a deal with Columbia Records and everybody claps for him. And he says, yes, I received my first CDs in the, wait, is it CDs or is it cassette oh, tapes even? Yeah, with Columbia Records. And then he says that they mail the first album in six weeks. Album, okay, yeah. So I don't even think no one's going to get that joke today. We're not even at CD point, are we? Um, 80s? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was no, cassettes think, and... Yeah, I don't think I got... I think it was mostly cassettes and, uh, and um, yeah, records. Yeah, I think so. you're right. So, and if anyone remembers what that was, you could sign up with Columbia Records and then they would like send you... Yeah, Columbia. It was like one penny. Yeah, it was like a you penny. Get but then like you got charged for yeah. like $17 for <laughs> album or something. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh my goodness. Ridiculous. Um, I know. It's so bad. I have a vivid memory of my very first CD because my mom got me a CD player. And whatever year the movie um, Robin Hood came out, I got the. I'm such a dork. It's like my first or CD or something, I think, was the music soundtrack to the movie Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. I'm a loser, but I really, <laughs> the music was really pretty in that. <laughs> Isn't wasn't that um, uh, Brian Adams? Yes, it has the Brian Adams song on it, and then the rest of it's like instrumental stuff. Okay, so Tony thought that that joke was hilarious. So now the guy's like, okay, I got to come talk to this guy because he's sitting up front and he's laughing at everything I'm saying. So he says, what's your name, sir? And he's like, "Uh, it's Tony. And I think he says it twice, Tony, Tony. And so then the guy makes fun of him like, hi, Tony, Tony. Who's the lady next to you? And he says, it's Angela, Angela. Mm. And then he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. So he starts to pry a little bit as to how they know each other. And Tony's excited. He's like, listen, look, if we hadn't sat right here up front, this guy would have never started talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> and Angela's thinking, exactly. Yeah. Because this is her worst nightmare. So he asks, what are you guys doing here? Tony says, we're on a date. And the guy makes some also terrible joke about how he went on a date with a girl last week. She said no petting, so she, he left his dog at home. <laughs> but Tony thinks it's very funny. Then of he asks, he, does. he says, how long have you been dating? He says, oh, this is our first date. And he's like, oh, okay, well, how long have you guys known each other? He says, five years. And Tony says, oh, I mean, the a guy says, oh, you're a fast mover. When's the second date? 1994? Hmm. You know, this guy's not far off. No, he's not. He's minus two years, and he's and about right. And actually passed away in 1994. Oh, yes, that's See? sad. Weird. Yeah. Um, but his, yeah, their second date's about 1992, so he's not, he's not that far off. So then he says, well, how did you guys meet? And he says, I work for her. And now he's very intrigued. He's like, oh, okay, mm. well, what do you do? And he says, I'm her housekeeper. And of course, now this is going to be what the guy's going to completely make fun of. So he's like, oh, are you rebounding from the pool guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Tony's thinking, we should have sat in the back. Oh, what are we doing up here? Mm, yep. So here's the part that you don't have, which is why you didn't know who Earl was. So now he walks away from Tony and Angela, and he goes up to this other guy named Earl, and oh. he asks Earl, like, what's your name? And he says, it's Earl. What do you do? And the guy does something completely boring. He says, I'm a savings and loan accountant. 
And then the guy's like, okay, well, never mind. I'm going back over to Tony and Angela because you're boring. Mm. So who, Poor who, Earl. Yeah, who's the... Who, do we recognize Earl from anything else? I don't know. It says Christopher J. Keene. And oh, it looks like he was a naked gun. Yeah. The last thing he did was um, 1996. Oh, wow. And, um, and he's still alive, so I don't know. Okay. You know what it says? <laughs> Actually, I read up oh, on him. He's ghost. an entertainment lawyer now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. That's what I, yeah, I'm getting confused with somebody else. Gotcha. He's an entertainment lawyer now. Okay. Which is good. A lot of actors make that leap yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Who's the other one? Chunk from uh, Goonies, right? Isn't yeah, he an entertainment lawyer now? I think he's now? an entertainment lawyer yeah. or something, yeah. Okay, so he's like, okay, well, never mind. You're boring. I'm going back over to the housekeeper. So he's like, you two just fascinate me. So he, he says to Angela, how many times does he come over a week to clean your house? And then she's like, he, he lives with us. Mm -hmm. all quiet i know it just gets worse <laughs> no and he's like wait 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 he lives with you and he's like and, and who is us and she says well um my mother my son and his daughter so now this guy's like oh is this a commune where does the goat sleep mm. yeah so he starts saying like you guys are really weird like is you you live together already you're finally on your first date after five years and now Tony's getting mad. He's like, oh, there's nothing weird about our, you know, there's nothing weird about our relationship. And then he says, well, why are you even on a date then? Like, what is the occasion? Did you get a new vacuum cleaner? And Tony's, <laughs> Did you get a new vacuum cleaner? <laughs> and Tony says, no, there's no occasion. Just Angela hasn't really had a chance to get out and meet anyone. And she hasn't been on a real date in a while. And now Angela's like, wait a minute. What do you mean real date? And she realizes that, of course, Mona blabbed. Did she ever Ruined think it. that Mona was not going to tell what happened here? And she says, did mother tell you about last night? And then he yeah. says, Tony says, there's no shame in hiring an escort, which, of course, he, by saying that in front of this idiot is going to spark even more jokes. So now the guy is like, and this comedian's like, man, I couldn't have been handed a better table tonight than to have these people to completely make these fun two of. yahoos expose yeah. themselves <laughs> so angela's like so that's what this is about this isn't a real date at all and he says no no it is and she's like no this is a pity date and she gets mad and then the comedian's like you know it's times like this that just make me love my job and angela stands up and punches him in the face no like now we got an assault charge i know <laughs> i know and that yeah. guy just goes down he like does. a ton of bricks. Yeah, he like, hits the stage and doesn't get up again. Yeah, he's out. And Angela grabs all her shit and leaves. And Tony's all concerned about him for a second. Yeah, and then he's like, you know what? I should probably just go chase her out instead. Okay, so how long do you think they were there total? They know, got there, they minutes? sat, right? Yeah. 20 minutes? Not long. Then they get in the car and they drive home. So at home mona and sam are sitting on the couch and jonathan comes running down the stairs and he's like they're there's they're back let's see what happened because it's only been a half an hour this obviously was a horrible date if they're already back <laughs> yeah maybe the place was far i don't know so then they want to know if they kissed good night and mona's like no no we can't do that you got to turn the lights off first so that you can see outside so they're all standing there looking out the window hoping they're going to catch them kissing good night and the door comes flying open yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't go well and um what does he say go to oh they say we're home and then she says go to hell and he says lead the way and <laughs> lead she <the> lead the way <laughs> and she passes him and goes upstairs 
And Aunt Mona says, what a waste of a wash and dry. <laughs> Funny. Yes. Because the joke is still there. Yeah. The condom joke is still there. Bringing it back. Gosh, this episode's almost over. Oh. It's really interesting how, like, it's the same amount of time as a regular episode, but I feel like not a lot happens in this episode. I know. There's been a few of those. Yeah, there have where been. I real, where I th- I'm like, oh, oh. Wow. Or, or, or it ends, and I'm like, I... Not really sure about the resolution <laughs> right. here, but okay. <laughs> okay, so now it's later that night. Angela's in her bathrobe because Tony's seen her and everything. And she's getting ice out of the refrigerator. Actually, she has like the bucket of ice out of the refrigerator and her hand is just in it because apparently whatever it's she did so to this man. This house. I know. Drink out of cartons. No, nobody, they lick their fingers and touch food. Sticking and hands in ice buckets. Just, I don't understand. Yeah, what does she do? Put that back in there to be used? I think so. And how hard did she punch this guy that would would your hand really he hurt? He was knocked out. Yeah. He fell on the stage and he didn't move. <laughs> so Tony comes in and he catches her with her hand in the ice bucket. She tries to pull it out and pretend like she was just getting a drink. And she walks over and he asks her, how, how are you okay? And she says, I'm fine. I just came down here to get a drink. Tony goes into the refrigerator and then just pulls out a drumstick. <laughs> Why is the drumstick just sitting there? I don't know. Exposed. <laughs> like it's not in Tupperware or anything. It was I'm just sitting you, on a kitchen, plate. I'm surprised everybody didn't get some <laughs> kind of E. coli or salmonella <laughs> or something. So he says, is your hand okay? And she's like, I said, I'm fine. And she shows him her hand. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, can you do this? And he kind of squeezes like he's milking a cow. And she does the same thing back. And he's like, okay, well, then can you do this? And now he's like. Yeah, he's hand jiving now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then she does it back. And he's like, not bad. And then she turns around and you can tell her hand hurts. Yeah, and she sticks pain. it in the, yeah, in, into the ice bucket. And as he walks out with just a drumstick in his hand, not a napkin or a plate or a fork, he says, you better get some ice on that. And Angela says, I know what I'm doing. I don't need your help. And he's like, just let me help you. And she's like, I don't want your help. And I don't want your pity. Mm. Which is the real thing that's upsetting Angela here. And he says, now, let's get something straight. I did not ask you out because of pity. I asked you out because you're beautiful, you're smart, you're funny, and you're Mm. beautiful. And she says, you already said beautiful. (laughs) Again. And he says, I I know I said it twice. I always say it twice. So if that makes me such a terrible person, then shoot me. Oh, boy. It's It's a little dramatic. dramatic, (laughs) Jesus. But, uh, I mean, it is very cute that he always says that she's beautiful twice. So why are you not banging? This is ridiculous. We've really hit the end of our patience here with this. Look at the shoulder pads on that robe. They're intense. As always, everything's got shoulder pads. I know. This is a closet full of shoulder pads. So he leaves, and he goes out in the living room with his drumstick. With his drumstick. So now she comes out, and okay, watch this. As she comes out into the living room, Tony, who might have taken a bite of of the drumstick and then set it down, now wipes his hands all over his pants. I don't know, know what these people are doing. <laughs> and he has no plate, so his drumstick is like on a book or something. And they're the probably hungry because they didn't really eat dinner, right? They didn't. They had no dinner. So, yeah. yeah. They, they were out for 35 minutes. Club. Yeah. What a miserable day. And then would they send everybody to bed because they were so mad? I guess. I don't know. So Angela comes out and she says, she asks him, will you please help me wrap my hand? And he's like, all right, come over here. So she comes and sits down next to him. 
And he takes the little, he, she has a hand towel in her hand and she brought out the ice. So he like puts some in there and he starts to wrap it up. And he says, you know, Angela, when you do this, you got to keep your elbow in when you punch and not let your arm go out. That's why your hand hurts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Expert. Yeah. He's, and then he puts the little towel of ice on her hand and he says, she says, thank you. And then she asks him, do you think that you'll ever ask me out again? And he was like, hmm. Hmm. He's really thinking. Hmm. And then she punches him in the arm. And he's like, okay, that was better. See, that time you kept your elbow in. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky. And he says, yes, I will ask you out again. So then he notices that the Marx Brothers is on. And he's like, oh, this is my favorite. And Angela says, I know that. I knew that. Because calling back to the fact that they know everything about each other. That's right. So they sit down on the couch and they kind of settle in and they're watching the show. Or is it a movie? I don't even know. And then Tony does a little yawn and he puts his arm around Angela. Yeah, he does the move. Yeah, it does the Jonathan move. The Jonathan move. And at some point here also, she asks him, do you think that we have a weird relationship? And he said, no, you do. You guys have a really weird relationship. Yeah, it's, it's you need to It's time to move this that. along here. Who's the boss will be back in a moment. Stick around. In the tag... They are getting ready to go to the Mexican restaurant that Angela recommended the first time, <laughs> which I just realized right now. I forgot that that's where they were actually oh, going. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that now. So Angela's like doing any final primping in the mirror, and Tony yells upstairs, which we haven't heard in a while, come on, gang, let's hit it, let's move it, let's do it. That's a Tony Such phrase a right Tony there. a Tony thing. I know. So he says, Casa Adobe awaits. Now the kids come downstairs, and Samantha says... Sorry, Dad, I can't. I'm going to Bonnie's to study. Jonathan says, I'm going to Stevens. And Mona says, I just ate. For the first time ever, Mona managed to eat without Tony feeding her. Yeah, now she suddenly she just ate. <laughs> I think they're doing this all on purpose to try to get them to go on another date. Right. They knew it was up. And Angela's like, all right, well, I guess it's just us. It's a date. And then she's like, oh, sorry. Hang on. It's not a date. It's just... Two people going out, eating tacos, sitting in the same booth. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sounds then Tony shuts to me. Yeah. <laughs> then Tony shuts the door and says, let's order in. Ordering in's even more dangerous, no? I don't know, I guess. They're yeah. already there. Although there's a bunch of people there. The kids. Well the kids left and Mona's it too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did all Break scatter. out some alcohol, sit right there on that coffee table Just and see stop. if we can yes. move this upstairs. Yeah. You no, know it doesn't happen. So no, stop. it doesn't. It doesn't happen. And so that is the end of the episode. And that's it. Yeah. Another disappointing <laughs> episode that had all felt like it had potential. <laughs> yeah. So now I think I, we, we got to keep track of this too, because I feel like now they kind of start this thing where they are dating without dating. Okay. Like they do things together all the time, okay. but it's just not considered a date and there's no making out or using wash and dries. You go. uh, Who goes first with reading? I'm all out of sorts with this new software, and I don't. That doesn't even have anything to do with it. I think I. Okay, you go for first. Um, Rating. Yes. Okay. Um, I I gave I gave this episode a seven. Okay. I kept going back and forth, which is why I was hesitating there as I said it. (laughs) Um, No, I still like the episode. I, um, you know. It's it's kind of the beginning, sort of. Yeah, of like the it's dating. A, it's the prologue. 
Right. The dating. We had a lot of shit to I, get through. Um, there's some things that I didn't like about it. Like, yeah, Tony was very nice with the flowers and, and he did the whole thing and knocking on the door. But um, I don't know. Maybe I know Angela's expecting something, you know, romantic, but I don't think that was that bad. Go to a comedy club. But no. It, maybe like a dinner and then a comedy club. But don't combine the dinner with the comedy club. Right. Comedy clubs don't have good food. We know that. Yeah, that is true. They have like stuff they throw in a toaster oven. And like this date probably wouldn't have been terrible if they hadn't been harassed by the actual comedian. Well, yeah, then it really took a turn. Yeah. So. But it wasn't um, what she was imagining at all. No, and I, yeah, I get it. But yeah, overall, a seven. Okay. Yeah, I had the same rating. Okay. I mean, I can't not give it a seven just because it deals with their relationship, even though it gets us nowhere. Right. You think that we're going to get somewhere. Right. And we do get, to, you know, like, Tony did start off strong with the, with the flowers. We do get the fact, we, the little nugget of information that Tony always says she's beautiful twice. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess we already knew that he thought she was beautiful because... He's actually in love with her, so whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it had some cute... And then the ending is really cute where he helps her wrap his, her hand and he puts his arm around her. So it's almost like they're going to maybe move forward without actually saying they're moving forward, even though they don't really Even though forward. they don't. Yeah. Right. Who's the boss around here, me or my mother? Or maybe it's you! I'm going to go with Angela as the boss. Okay. Because... Matt, she didn't have a date for that ad awards and she just kind of took matters into her own hands and was like, I'll just hire this guy. Okay. Then uh, when she got asked out on the date, she was like, okay, yeah, let's see where this is going to go. And then she punched the comedian once he got out of hand. Then she left Tony at the restaurant or comedy club once she figured it was a pity date. Sure. And stood her ground. And then he came around and got her to forgive him. So I don't know. I, I had a hard time, but I I'm know. just going to go. I did too. Boss ass, boss ass bitch. So we're just going to go with that. Okay, that works. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe now that you're saying that, it makes a little more sense than mine. But no, no, um, who's yours? I, I, know, I went with Mona. Yeah, that was the other one because she actually orchestrated yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, she orchestrated the whole thing and yeah. pushed for it and, um, and really helped Angela. Well, it was kind of nice that she helped her yeah. as much as she did, except for the end when she said, don't push it. But still, she did help get her, um, you know, ready for the date and all that stuff. And she pushed the whole thing and really convinced Tony to do it. So I'm going to go with Mona. Yeah. And even though we didn't see it happen, I'm pretty sure she orchestrated the kids leaving them to go to the Mexican place by themselves. Also. Oh, that's true. I yeah, you're right. You're probably right yeah. for the second chance. Because yeah. we all know we have learned that Mona's not going to give up. No, no, no. Ever. Never give up. Never. Okay. So you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod one on Twitter. On Facebook, our page is the Who's the Boss podcast page, or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. And the next episode, okay, so this next one, Party Double, which I know you're excited about because Frank Sinatra has a cameo. Yeah. But I, it's going to be like I'm watching this for the first time. I don't think that I've rewatched this since it first aired. Okay, great. And I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I don't, I can't remember it either, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, you probably haven't seen it. Matter of fact, when we were like scanning through the episodes, I noticed that I'm like, why is Frank Sinatra on the episode? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of yeah. Cool. We'll have to do a little bit of the backstory as to how that came about. Also, okay, okay. thank you, everyone. Bye. All right, bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up. 
and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your, your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.